And we're live. Welcome to Don't Be Coy. I'm your host, Uncle Lou. And today I have the honor, pleasure, and the utmost appreciation to have with me today, Mr. Vincent Ho. Vincent, thank you for being on the show, sir. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great. It's my pleasure to be a part of this wonderful podcast of yours. <laughs> Thanks, man. How has your week been? Week's been good. I got um, I just finished working about eight days straight now that um, I started a new company. So now I'm off for a week straight. So I'm just enjoying the weather, enjoying life oh, as much I- as I can. I feel that, man. Well, for the people at home, man, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Uh, all right. Let's start right at the very beginning, then. I was born in New Orleans, Louisiana. <laughs> and then about when I was about six or seven years old, my parents wanted to get away from, you know, the big, busy city life. So they decided to move to a small town, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. <laughs> went, to, uh, went to a private school for, for the first few years when we moved here. And then went to Oak Grove. That's where I met my buddy Melvin Smith over here. Graduated from Oak Grove. We all went our we kind of went our separate ways for college. I went to the uh, University of Southern Miss. Got me a business degree. Didn't do much with it. Worked for my family's business doing. We had a nail salon, so worked there for a few years. And in 2020, I decided to go back to school for chemical processing. Had the idea I wanted to work in an oil refinery. That didn't pan out. Well, at least not yet, but I found another job in a chemical plant. And I started that back in mid-December. And then I'm loving it. I don't regret it at all. It's what I wanted to do. It gives me a lot more free time, more freedom to do what I want to do in the spare time. Yeah. So... Before we talk about like the things that you do in your spare time, which I I really think is really interesting, man, like I want to hear more about this new role that you're doing, like this chemical processing um, type of work. Like what exactly is that like? With um, the company I work for is Xeon Chemicals. They make um, a product called Hydrant. It is a high temp rubber that are used in um, cars, like the gaskets and Houses under mm-hmm. the hood, things like that. It's a worldwide company, but the headquarters, main headquarters, is actually in Tokyo. But we've got a very small facility here. They got a plant up in Louisville, Kentucky, and a plant in Texas. I think Pasadena, Texas. Okay, that's cool, man. Is it is it kind of stressful or anything? As long as everything's running smoothly on the plant, like all the whole processing part runs smoothly. I mean, it can be a boring day. And I learned that boring days are good days. <laughs> yeah. Nah. You don't want you don't want a non-boring day because that means things are messing up, things are going wrong, things are breaking. So yeah. like when you're able to sit at your computer and just monitor everything, everything's going good, that's a good day. Cause yeah. you're doing it for we're we're on shift schedule. So we're there for twelve hours out of the day. Oh wow. Either day or night. <laughs> Oh, man, I didn't know you were doing 12-hour shifts, and you were doing for eight weeks straight? No, eight days. Oh, eight days straight. Okay. I was about to say, but still, eight days for 12 hours, that's a long time, man. Yeah, well, I mean, I say that because 
each hitch is like either three or four days. Mm. So, you know, I would have like two or three days in between that are off. Well, I picked up a couple extra shifts because I had to cover for somebody. Or like I started working with one of my buddies. He's in a landscaping business and he's having trouble finding help right now. So he asked me, he's like, hey, you know, on your off days, you want to come work for me? I, need, I could use extra help. So, I, you know, I did that too. But working for him, I only worked for like maybe five, six hours, if that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just something extra because I don't do well sitting at home. I know, man. I So as long as literally I've known you, you've always like gotten your hands and doing multiple things like you've been like an audio technician you've been into golfing you've been a marksman like like literally been a marksman not somebody who just like um collects weapons for fun but like also doing like the shooting competitions like as you were saying beforehand you uh your family has a business and stuff and like you have those nails technician skills you've been a chef like I guess the question for me that's always been is like you've had all these varied interests like what got you started in this whole idea of like finding hobbies like how do you find these things um I start with my main my my first love if you will which is fishing I've been fishing since I was still in diapers <laughs> my dad has pictures of me holding a fishing rod when I was two years old and I didn't have one of those you know spider-man snoopy kitty rods either I had a <laughs> full-on seven-foot spinning reel and rod combo catching any fish between anywhere from a pound to 15 pounds we've always been saltwater fishermen too so you know you never know what you're going to catch right so like that was my i mean that's my main hobby that would be always be my number one hobby my second hobby is the shooting sports basically if you will i feel that when i was younger in middle school high school i loved to play um a video game called Counter-Strike mm. first person shooter yeah it was fun I've always been interested in guns whereas my family never were they've always my dad had a gun of course for like self-protection but that's about it but I wanted to get into the more more stuff you know more rifles pistols somewhat tactical somewhat some hunting guns things like that I just started hunting probably really hunting this year mm -hmm. I didn't get since it was my first year, I didn't, you know, I didn't get many chances to go out and kill anything. Yeah. But just being out there in nature and the thrill of just sitting there, seeing something that might walk out, what might not, it's, it's the thrill of it, you know? Yeah. And like I said earlier, it's like, I don't do well sitting at home. No, I don't I like sitting in front of the TV unless it's an hour before bed. If I'm at home, I'm, I'm piddling around doing something with yeah. any of my hobbies. Fishing, guns, cooking, golf, cleaning the golf clubs, things like that. Speaking of, as of when I was golfing today, I saw more deer on the golf course today than I have seen all hunting season. Because <laughs> it's not hunting like, season anymore, man. Like, That's what, why. What kind of crap is that? <laughs> they already know. They know when it's hunting season because during hunting season and all that kind of stuff, they're like all hiding and jump. Yeah. I feel like, like the best time to get in is during like, hunting season. I eye contact with two does. Oh, literally? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like we were staring at each other. I mean, we're so close, we could have pretty much whispered in each other's ears. <laughs> <laughs> and you couldn't do anything about it. I couldn't do nothing about it. Yeah. So... What exactly do these hobbies do for you, man? Like like you were saying, you don't necessarily like just being at the house doing nothing and you're not like a, a big TV watcher like myself. Like what 
what do these what do these different hobbies bring for you? Because it's like a lot of different varied things. Um, like with fishing, I love it because it's relaxing. I don't have to think about much. All I have to think about is what kind of bait I want to use because the fish aren't biting yet, or where do I want to fish at this day or next day or whatever. And it's one of those things that like it gives back. It puts food on the table. So I don't mind spending, you know, $50, $100, $200 to go fishing because to me, that's food on the table, food in the freezer. Yeah. Now I did with the shooting sports competition shooting, I did somewhat give up on that. I stopped shooting as much mainly because ammo was hard to find and what prices had gone up when you could find it. And it was one of those things that did not give back as much, but I got enjoyment out of it. So in a way I did and it helped, it does help me keep my defensive skills up to date yeah it is a perishable skill because i think it was like three months where i didn't even fired a weapon and i went to the range after those three months i my actually had diminished a little bit mm. and as far as golfing that's one of those things that like it's it's just literally just for fun i don't really i get enjoyment out of it and that's about it yeah. And I mean, it's one of those sports where like, it's one of those hobbies where I can drink and still play. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I mean, I can't drink while shoot and while I shoot competition or hunt. Yeah. That, that's just not going to work. Yeah. Can't do that. It's illegal. <laughs> I can, I can drink and fish, but I don't like doing that because you're, you're out there in the hot sun all day. And like, it just gives me a headache. It makes you more dehydrated. So it, it that just doesn't work. Yeah. No, man. I think it's funny whenever you were talking about um, the shooting competitions and stuff like that. Like, especially <laughs> when you were talking about um, how your accuracy accuracy had diminished a little bit. You know, one thing that I think that um, I don't know if you've ever like noticed about yourself as far as being a perfectionist and always wanting to make sure that every little thing that you do is just done perfectly. Um, yeah, it's, it's the it's the competitive side of me. Yeah, I I can show up to a match, and I'm and I'll I'll get beat up by some of these older guys, but they're also shooting you know fancier guns. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go home, and give me one of them too. <laughs> show up for the next match, and I'm right there with them or beating them, you know. Yeah, and it's just like when we go fishing, it's like, oh, you caught ten fish, I'm gonna catch eleven. You know, it's that's kind of turning everything into a little bit of a competition. With golf, I'm like, if I hit it bad, I hit it bad. I mean, there's no reason to stress about it. Yeah. I think that that's really interesting, though, man. So, like, how how do you define, like, your self-care? Because, like, um, you know, you do all these different kind of activities, obviously, because you like it and stuff. But, like, um, when you think about doing something that fills your cup or doing something that like relaxes you or calms you down or whatever, like how do you define self care? That is a very good question. I, I honestly don't really know how to answer that. <laughs> no, no worries, man. I mean, like, I think about, I think, let's explore that for a little bit. So I think about right. just, I think about all the different things that you've like done in your life and all the different things that you've been through. And like, even whenever you mentioned about um, like you got your business degree, but you haven't really done much with it. Like I think about 
the things that have remained consistent in your life, like especially fishing, like even yeah. with that, you talk about that with so much more pride than I ever really hear you talk about like um, literally anything else. And so like, I wonder as far as just like when it comes to yourself and like filling your cup, what is the things about just like life in general that would fill your cup that fishing brings into it? Like, I know you talked about how it's relaxing and things of that nature, but like, you know, you don't fish like anybody else's fish. You don't just go to a lake and just have your reel out there. You do like ocean kayaks. You have like you go saltwater fishing. You do all these different like aspects of it that it's not as simple as someone saying, oh, okay, I'm just going to go down to the reservoir and um, go fishing. And you're a person that would do that. And that's literally like an hour and 30 minutes away. So it's just like uh, self-care for you. Like self-care, when I think about it, I think about things that make me happy and things that like fill my cup and like make me feel whole. And so yeah. it's just something about. I yeah, I get what you're saying now. So I guess, I mean, fishing does do all of those things for me. And it's like, like I said earlier, I get something out of it. It's relaxing. It brings me joy. It's one of those things that are like. It's one of those things that I feel like I need to do. Mm. Like you, you'll hear me all the time saying like, I need to go fishing, but you won't ever hear me say that about really anything else. Cause I guess it was one of those things that where I literally done it all my life. That's what pretty and like, it was one of those things that my family always did, but mainly just me and my dad and my mom would go every now and then when I was younger. But it's, it's just, it's just a time that things were just simple. You ain't mm. got to really worry about much. And yes, I will make an hour and a half, three hour drive just to go fishing. Yeah. Anything else that that does something similar to that, like um, as far as like what you're willing to go the distance for? I mean, I'm willing to go the, dis the same distance for, you know, my family, my loved ones, my friends. I mean, what was it? Probably last year I was sitting at sitting at home doing some homework. And my buddy called me. He's like, you're busy. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm doing some homework. I'm sitting on an online class right now. He's like, well, my truck's broken down. Mm. I was like, all right, where you at? I'll be there. And he told me he was probably an hour and 20 minutes away. I was like, I'll be there. Send me the part that you need for your truck and I'll bring it to you. No questions asked, you know? Yeah. Things like that. It's like, if I take care of my friends and family, because I know they would do the same for me. So, like, I get joy, enjoyment out of that. Yeah. Peace, things like that. <clears throat> no, I feel that. So, like, I guess a, another good way of looking at it is like for these other different hobbies that you've had, like, over through the years, like, um, whether it's golfing, like you were saying, like, it's just so carefree. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can drink and, like, um, shoot the breeze with your friends and things of that nature. Like with the the hunting, it brings your competitive side. What about like being like an audio technician or like the the music and like all those kind of things that you were into? Like, um, I wouldn't necessarily call it like construction, 
but it was like something about doing something with your hands that you seem to enjoy. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you make a good point. I do like working with my hands, which is why, like, with my old job, basically, I was a nail technician. Yes, I was working my hands, but I was also, like, not being used to my potential, you know? Mm. Whereas this new job as a chemical operator, I am, I feel like I am used to my, used to my full potential. I'm using my brain a lot more. I'm being more active. I'm working with my hands. I'm working with tools, things I did not used to do, but also things I like to do. Like I like building things. I like building, working with wood, just being, you know, creative in that aspect. But at the same time, like if you show me what you want and I can build it, I will. Yeah. Huh. As far as the audio thing, doing a subwoofer boxes back in the day, that was just, that was just a hobby that I had. It didn't, I mean, it didn't last very long, honestly. It probably lasted maybe two years. And I realized after those two or three years, I was like, this is a money pit. I don't get <laughs> anything out of it other than like a few minutes of enjoyment driving down the road. Yeah. Showing off to my friends. But that was about it. It was one of those things like it was just a money pit. Yeah, mm-hmm. nothing bad. Didn't do anything other than that. So I gave that up pretty easily. Yeah. No, I, I think that that speaks a lot of volume whenever you have something that like it has to give something back to you because it's like when it comes to like hobbies or your job or whatever it may be you're pretty much yeah. putting your all into it and so it's just like you want to get some of that in return so it's just like if you're not getting that then it's just like what's the point exactly yeah man I, like, that's why like like i said earlier how golf didn't really didn't do anything for me didn't give back it was just something to do do on a nice day where I can't fish, where I can't hunt, where I can't go to a shooting competition or something like that. It's just something to do. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm never like, dang, I'm really, I'm thinking I want to, I'm really, I need to go golf. I don't ever say that. I think I'm that's like how you lost your putter, man. Six, five, six weeks. Yeah. Like I told you earlier, I was like, I'm missing my putter. I don't even remember the last time I used it. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, I kind of ruined my golf game today. I was, I was putting with a, a seven iron. Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that did ruin your golf game. Yeah. First hole, clean drive. Yeah. Second shot was a four iron right in front of the green. Mm. Chip shot onto the green. Reached for my putter. Not there. (laughs) I'm like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Thought about just using my foot, you know, to putt, but. Nah, I'm pretty sure someone would call that cheating. Well, I was playing about my, well, me and Hannah were playing. She drives in the cart and drinks while I play <laughs> y'all are really cute man speaking of which do y'all have any hobbies that y'all do together well I was fortunate because her family pretty much grew up fishing mm. her grandfather was that was his main love was fishing his second love was guns so I got real lucky any, any hobby I do she will do it with me except for the shooting competition stuff She's gone to a few matches with me just to watch, you know, but she hasn't actually been behind that timer yet. Yeah. What is that like, man? Like having your partner engage (coughs) in what makes you whole? Like, is that bring it to another level or what's that like for you? Honestly, I love it because like I'll see guys all the time, either, you know, at the docks or at a competition or something. They're complaining like, oh, 
my wife had to do something so my wife could let me go or my girlfriend could let me go and do this and that, you know? I'm like, well, I'm fortunate because mine comes with me, so I don't ever have to ask for permission. Yeah. It's more like, hey, I'm going. You want to go too? Mm. Or like, we're going. <laughs> kind of deal. Like, yeah. we are going. Yeah, man. So, I'm, like, I'm very fortunate in that aspect. Yeah. No, you definitely are fortunate, man. I, <laughs> I think that. Like, that's just like a a real beautiful thing to have something that means something special to you and be able to share with those. Like you were saying earlier uh, with your dad, like this is something that you and him used to do and stuff. Um, Exactly. I mean, when the weather is nice and warmer, I'll take I'll I'll call my dad and be like, hey, you know, it's supposed to be nice weather this weekend. You want to go ride down the coast, go fishing? And he'll be like, all right, what time you want to go? He's like, I could tell him six, seven in the morning or I can tell him. One one or two in the afternoon, he he's ready to go. Yeah, he'll actually call if I tell him six a.m. He'll call me at five thirty and be like, "Hey, where you at?" Because <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a couple of years ago. I was like, well, I was taking him to the coast to go fishing. I was like, "Dad, you know, growing up when I was younger, you took me fishing all the time. So now it's now it's my chance, my turn to take you." Mm. He's he's fully capable of driving and everything himself. It's just that you know it's easier if he has people to go with him. Right, especially me because I pretty much do everything for him because he's he's handicapped on one side of his body. He had a stroke mm. probably seven eight years ago, so he can walk and everything. And he's just very slow, and his movement in his left hand isn't the same as say it's not fully functional. But he can still cast and reel and everything, but he can't take the fish off the hook. Yeah, so that's where I come in. I you know do those things for him because I know, I know how to fish so. And I know how he likes to fish, but his fishing style is different from mine. But it's the fact that I know how he likes to fish, I make it easier on him. Like my brother-in-law, he'll go, he'll take my dad sometimes when like I'm at work or something, especially at my old job. And like my dad always complained because my brother-in-law didn't know what to do. That's some real. And like my mom, her her passion right now is growing um trees, like fruit-bearing trees. Mm-hmm. So she'll call me, you know. Every couple months, be like, "Hey, whenever you're free, am I going to Lowe's and buy me some dirt?" <laughs> and it's not just one or two bags of dirt either, bro. Right. I went and bought her twenty bags of cow manure yesterday. Oh wow! <laughs> well, y'all have still have that big backyard, don't y'all? Yeah. Yeah. So. We're actually working on a makeshift greenhouse for her before mm-hmm. winter. That'd be dope. What kind of trees you got? Uh, it's all it's all fruit bearing trees from California mm. they flew over to California a few months ago and she brought back like a thousand dollars worth of branches <laughs> 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 yes branches there were literally fucking branches <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see my face right now like you and your family and the way that y'all <laughs> like go all out you know what i'm saying like i remember when you were talking about um y'all remodeled your house and i was like oh okay cool literally lifted the roof in that thing and like i don't know how y'all did it but y'all turned that house and made it look like it was a mansion on the inside i was just like whoa what how did y'all do this yeah i mean i didn't I mean we actually didn't do we had you know had a contract that did that right my, that was mom's vision. She, she said she wanted it done, and somehow it, it happened. Yeah. Even the contractor was like, "I don't know if this is gonna be possible," but he made it happen. Yeah. 
No, I, I feel that. I feel that. So I'm curious about this role now, man. Like what, what actually, I know you were talking about like getting into like the oil refinery and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> but like, you know, what made this transition to go from like the nail technician and thinking about like, Hey, I'm not utilizing my full capacity. And like, I remember when we were younger, you know, <laughs> things change. Obviously I remember you were talking about, um, owning hotels and casinos and things of that nature. But like, whenever you told me that you were getting into like, um, oil refineries or like chemical processing, like where did that come from? That came, that was totally different for me. Like I'd never heard of it. My family has always been business owners. So, you know, I got to work in each of those businesses. And probably a couple of years ago, I realized like owning a business is not for me, especially, I take the back. I would like to own a business, but it's going to be a type of business where I don't have to work there every single day. Yeah. You know, kind of deal. But like, say at the nail salon, I was working six days a week. Yeah. Pulling, what is that? Averaging about 10 hours a day, nine or 10 hours a day. So let's just say 60 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Pretty much doing that ever since I got out of high school. And probably after I graduated in 2015, I was there full time. So I really literally was working 60 hours a week and not much to show for it, you know, especially like I had no time off to do anything I wanted. Yeah, I was able to take days off, but like I'd have to schedule that in advance. Mm hmm. Well, then with this new endeavor, it was me and my buddy were talking about it. We're like, hey, man, we need to find something else to do because he was working. He was kind of working offshore. He was working for a um, he was working for C-Tracks. It's a crane company that they use on the rigs out there. Mm -hmm. He's like, I hate being away from home, you know, for a week at a time or, or every time I go, I don't know when I get to come home. Things like that. Yeah. Or he have to travel a lot. So we were just sitting there talking and his father-in-law was actually the one that got us into the into the chemical processing deal because that's what he did or he does now. Yeah. Then I looked into it and I was like, it's something I could do, you know. One is, is I'd have, I only work six months out of the year for the mm. company. Two, I have more free time. Three, I make more money. <laughs> So it was kind of like a no-brainer. Yeah. But I was like my first paycheck. I had I think I worked six days, and I get paid every two weeks. My first paycheck was just as much as I had made at the nail salon working twelve days. Mm. Why do you think that is? Is it because of like economy of scale and all that kind of stuff? Because it's like you know. <clears throat> well, with the yeah with the nail salon, what it was is we worked on commission. So unless you work or you're getting clients in constantly, you're not getting paid. Yeah. Whereas, you know, with this company, with any like salary or hourly wage type job, you're getting paid whether you're busting your ass or taking a dookie. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I totally and understand. Plus like, plus, like, on paper, I'm supposed to work 84 hours every pay period. Mm -hmm. So, you know, anything over 80 is overtime, right? Mm -hmm. So that helps out a lot. So, like, basically yeah. in two weeks, instead of me working 120 hours, I'm only working 84 hours and making just as much. Yeah. With 
with room to grow because I can, you know, if I someone used to me to cover, I can cover and that's all over time. Mm. So basically money was a big factor. Money and then all the extra time off that I have now, that was the biggest factors. Yeah. <clears throat> What's some call? Do you still think about like like I, I know I I feel like I know you as a person and like whenever you're in a place like that that isn't just it like your your gears are always turning and stuff like that like what do you kind of see as far as like the future plan uh that you want to do with this chemical processing i mean basically i, I just want to i'm just going to try to work my way up you know because right now what i am is a operator next step up is going to be senior operator next step up is going to be lead technique lead operator after that if you if you choose to go further, you can work in what do we call corporate. Mm. You'd be in the front offices. <clears throat> okay. So like my goal is just to you know put in the try to do try to reach these goals by a certain amount of time. Like right now, I've got they give me two and a half years to do my five certifications. Yeah, that means I'm fully certified to work in any part of the process. Well, I'm trying to do that in a year and a half. Get to senior operator by five years yeah and maybe by 10 years i'll be lead operator hmm. that's interesting like what uh so now i'm just curious thinking about like like what is it about the organization or what is it about that makes you want to work your way up with it the money mm. <laughs> i'll be honest with you the money in a lead tech position, honestly, they don't do a whole lot. But at the same time, if something happens, it all falls on them. Yeah. So like, it can be very, it can be very stressful. I know it's very stressful, honestly, because I see my lead tech stressing all the time. And honestly, it looks like it's aged them. <laughs> In the past three months, I've been working with them. Well, that's not good, man. I don't think that's <laughs> what you want for yourself. Yeah, but I mean, he says he's been there for twenty four years now. He mm. said, I mean. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's okay. Take your time, man. You were talking so about the like, lead the tech. Why and... I want that lead tech job is because, like, it is it's the same schedule and everything. It's more money, and it, it'll help me in that position. It'll help me, you know, provide the life I want to live, provide for my family, be where I want in life. You know. Yeah. That was one of those main things I decided to switch careers to because I realized doing nails wasn't going to get me there. Mm-hmm. Working so much and not having time for anything and making what I was making. Yes, I was busy all the time. I liked what I do. I loved my clients even more. But like I said, it, it just wasn't going to get me to where I wanted it to be. Yeah. And this is one of those careers, like, I already know for a fact it's going to get me there. Heck, I just looked at my 401k. Yes, uh, was a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. I ain't never had that in my life. So <laughs> <until> now. <laughs> I totally understand. That's a that is a, a powerful thing to see whenever you look at your four hundred one k and you're just like, wow, like that's exactly. mine. <laughs> and like that's something the company does. You know, they set it up all for me. I didn't have to. I didn't have to lift a finger. Mm-hmm. No man. So like, I know that that the company is looking out for my future. What's in my best interest? You know. And like I say, it's just going to get me to where I want to be. Yeah, I feel that, man. So 
let me ask you this then um what you think you're gonna do like in between the time like uh like now and then like i know you you always focus on like your personal life and stuff like that like um what do you think is gonna be the next big thing for you now Mm, probably get married buy a house or build a house what's the call me a boat <laughs> yeah, when you gonna get your boat for fishing? Shit, your guess is as good as mine right now. I got a lot of other things that you know need to come before that. Oh, I totally <laughs> understand that, man. Specifically, you know, the marriage and the house. You thinking about getting married anytime soon? Yeah, you gonna be at my wedding, right? Of course, if you invite me. Motherfucker, you better be at the damn altar next to me. <laughs> <laughs> of course, man. Of course. You're talking about an invite. Of course, of course. <laughs> What's it called, man? I uh I really appreciate just the the time for to be able to talk to you, man, and catch up and like hear all this kind of stuff. And I'm really yeah, happy. I mean, to- I know we go we'll go you know months without talking, but I love the fact that we can pick up where we left off just as easily. Of course. Because you know we're we're adults. We have careers. We have a life, and you know. We make time for each other when we can. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of just like you were saying, like, um, as far as fishing with your dad and, like, what that's like and stuff. You know, anytime that I talk to you, it reminds me back of, like, simpler times when being back in Hattiesburg and just uh, growing up and just going cruising. Like, listen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Me and Hannah were just talking about that a couple weeks ago. I was like, man, me and Melvin back then when we were in high school we got bored we didn't you know go party and things like that we might went to the bowling alley but other than that we would just hang out go cruising around listen to music just talk about life exactly simpler time back then simpler time but you know that's what i'm trying to get back to man like at the end of the day like i i feel like just these past 10 years just like thinking about um, now going into this new chapter of my life and like thinking about all the things that are important to me, just like what you were saying, like marriage, family, uh, friends, career, like really and truthfully, all I want is just a simpler time. Uh, yeah. more than anything, like boring <laughs> sounds beautiful. Oh it's yeah. Not, it might, it's not going to be, you know, anytime soon, but we'll get there eventually. Yeah. Right now is grind season, and it, it is, it's it's nasty out there, man. See, see, I live by um, I live by a motto right now, and I say it to myself every every day. It's um, hustle while you can. Mm-hmm. I'm actually getting some uh, stickers made up. If you want one? <laughs> <laughs> you selling stickers, man? I ain't selling stickers. I'm giving them out. Oh man. You gonna put them at the gas stations? <laughs> I'm gonna put it on my hard hat and everything. Oh man, I I would love one of those. I'm gonna put it on my water <laughs> bottle. Because to me, it's like, yes, enjoy life and everything, but like at the same time, money's to be made. If you can do it, do it. But also balance your life outside of work if you can. Yeah, get what I'm saying. No, I get what you- like. There's so areas like I don't like sitting at home. Especially when, you know, I'm off this whole week. So I'm trying to find something to do. Yeah. I'm surprised you're not going fishing. 
well. I mean, it's kind of cool. It's nice weather, but the wind's blowing about Mach 80 on the coast right now. Really? Yeah, I heard yeah. that the weather was bad down there. What's going on? I don't know. It's just it's this time of the year. Mm. From now, from usually by January till probably mid-March, the wind is just crazy on the coast. Mm, okay. <coughs> Would you still ever I mean, move down there? I ain't scared either, but it's, the wind affects the fish so bad that it's not worth trying. Yeah. But like, I've gone fishing in a tropical storm before, no problems. You wild, man. What was that like? Um, it's kind of scary. <laughs> Was it like two years ago? I was down in Venice fishing a tournament, a three-day tournament. Yeah, it was basically storming all three days, like lightning, everything popping off. The first day we ran out, it was probably six in the morning. We're riding out, river still dark, foggy. I trust my captain. Put up to our first uh, spot to try to catch some uh, red snapper. Yeah. As soon as he put the boat in neutral, five of us were hanging over the sides throwing up. <laughs> I was the only one that wasn't. Like our, like as we we're riding out, we we're all hanging on for dear life. Motors were coming out of the water every time we hit a wave. I mean, it, it got scary. I bet it did, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it won't be the last time. I've done that many, many times. Actually, my first real offshore trip was probably 2013, 2014. I was in Panama City. Went down there with my friend for his family reunion, and they invited me to go. Cause, mm-hmm. And then there just happened to be a trop, an actual tropical storm rolling through at that time. Like Panama City Beach was underwater. His little, my buddy's little brother's like, "Hey, you want to go fishing? You go, go I came back, we'll fish tomorrow." I'm like, sure, why not? I ain't scared. Because like, it's a tropical storm. I'm like, and I mean, our boat was vertical all the way out of the out of past the jetties. I was scared. You're a bo- you're a brave one, man. Yeah. You are a brave I mean, one. When you love it that much, it is what it is. I do it again <laughs> and again and again. Hey, man, ain't nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Well, it better be a hurricane, and that'll that's the only thing that might keep me home. <laughs> I get that. A hurricane man. and like anything greater than 15 mile per hour winds. Speechless. That's all I can say about that. I mean, you'll find a hobby where you where you feel the same way, where you're like, "Oh, I gotta do it. I, I just I just need to. I, I love it so much." No, I feel that, man. Honestly, I think you did have that hobby back in the day, but we ain't gonna talk about that today. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about, man. Um, yeah. On that, conversation for another day. A conversation for another day, indeed. On, the, <laughs> on that note, man, I'm gonna I'm switch gears. <laughs> Empire. Empire, for sure. Oh my gosh. <laughs> never again. Never again. I. Uh, that is that is definitely an episode for another day, and I definitely have a lot to say about that one for sure. That's, that's gonna be like episode like forty five. Oh yeah, for sure. I uh, <laughs> man, if we get to that point, I hope we get to to the point where I can be that kind of vulnerable and and share all those things. Well, I mean, when if you ever decide to get to that point, I hope I'm the one that gets to be there. 
you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you to that. I think uh, I think that's a I mean, good idea. I mean, if you want to have all the people, that's fine too. I just want to be included. Of course, I think it'll be a real dope conversation. Where <laughs> um, yeah. I think you know that's a that's another thing that like people really don't necessarily talk about. You know what I'm saying? Like um, people's experiences with relationships and like. Um, dynamics and how they've navigated them through the years and like lessons learned all those different kind of things and I think yeah. that would be a very interesting conversation to have like because I agree you know I think uh, <laughs> you me and probably some other people have different perspectives of it and I can say I've learned a lot I can definitely yeah. say I've learned a lot for sure well speaking of did you know our um, high school reunion is this weekend next weekend no, I didn't know that. Yeah, we're twenty six, I think. What is it? The that's twelve <laughs> years. It's more like twelve year reunion now. Yeah, why are they doing a twelve year? Re- is it like a remake of the ten year or something? Well, COVID, they were supposed to do it last year, mm. the ten year or whatever. Yeah, but you know, COVID hit and that canceled it. I don't know who's all supposed to be there. Is it just like stuff on Facebook? Yeah, there's a Facebook group, but you don't have Facebook, so you're out of the loop. Mm, true. I remember telling you about it, though. Yeah, I remember you telling me about it. Well, I kind of forgot about it because, you know, the whole transition into my new job and everything. Are you going to go? No, I'm working that night. Mm, that sucks. Yeah. Caleb Purvis is the one that actually texted me. It was like, hey, I noticed your name wasn't on the list. I was like, yeah, I kind of forgot about it. She's like, well, if you still want to go, I, we can get you a ticket pretty easily. I'm like, well, let me check my schedule and see, see if I've got to work or not. And Caleb I do. Purvis. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah. And, you know, like, I'm starting a new job, so I don't want to take advantage of them asking for days off. Yeah. I've already asked for one day off this month. Yeah. We're getting <clears throat> old, man. We're getting real old. Yeah. And I happen to be working night shift that day, too, so. Well, if, if I had been working day shift, then I would have. I would probably want to go. I can just leave a little early or get there late something. How does that work? You work day shifts and night shifts? Yeah. Basically what I do is like I'll work three or four days, days, then I'm off for a couple of days, then I'm I work three or four nights and off a couple of days, couple of nights or days, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Like when I go back to work Friday, I work four nights straight. Then I'm off for like two days, I believe. Two or three days. Then I'll work three or four days. I think it's three days straight. Then I'm off. Then I'll do a, a night sh- uh, n- night hitch. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's getting it takes getting used to. It's definitely not it for does. everybody. Especially like it really, honestly, to me, it does kind of test your relationship a little bit. I bet it does. Because <clears throat> that's that's actually one of those. That was one of the first things that my instructors at the school said he's like night shift is not for everybody it'll definitely test you and test your relationship what's been the most testing side of it um like with me and hannah like if i work a night shift i'll get home at like 6 30 in the morning and she has to leave for work by 8 30 9 o'clock so like as soon as i get home i shower and i want to go to bed yeah, but I have to. But basically, I've been trying to like stay up with her and hang out with her before she goes to work. 
mm-hmm. because by the time she gets by the time she gets home from work, I've already gone back for the night shift. Yeah, I go back at like five thirty. So like we can go three or four days without seeing each other, basically. Yeah, and like you know, she would have to she stays at home and has to sleep by herself. Something you know, not everyone can get used to pretty easily. Mm. Especially when you know you're used to being at home with someone every single night for X amount of years. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, <clears throat> it makes sense to me that like you know you'll be willing to like do whatever you have to do to to make that time in because just like you said yeah. for the fishing, I mean, you know, like if you really love something or you know really like something, you'll you're like, oh, I really need to do this, and you make it a priority. Um, yeah. So it's just like that's yeah. what we say. We we gotta you know those days off that we are together. We we try to make it a priority and do as you know and just enjoy ourselves together with each other, not just like run errands, do the day to day tasks, you know. Yeah. Especially do something fun and meaningful. Yeah. Like we'll go like today we went and played golf. Well, actually we went to church, went to lunch, and then we went and played a round of golf. Yeah. Another day we might you know wake up, go eat lunch, and go see a movie or something. But of course, you know, as long as our the errands that we need to run are done first. Yeah. <clears throat> or like, if she's off and I'm working, she'll try to get all her, all her errands run. Or if I'm off and she's working, I'll try to get all my errands done so that when we are off together, we can pretty much commit to just each other. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I get exactly what you're saying. <clears throat> so it's like, basically like, you just got to find a, a system that works. Right. It's, it's, it's never, I don't think it's ever going to be like just fully easy, but it's just going to get better. Mm. <clears throat> and like, she was asking me, like, how, how are you, you know, okay with being away like this? I was like, I told her, I was like, I'm, I, I made my peace with this before I signed up for school. Mm-hmm. I knew what I was getting into. I knew what I was signing up for. That's why, that's why I'm okay with it. <clears throat> And I like even before getting the job, like for the past year, I've been trying to like, you know, hinting to her and telling her, I was like, you know, there's gonna be once I start shift schedule, I'm gonna be away for a couple nights a week, you know. Or some weeks I'll be away for a couple nights, and for other weeks I won't be. Yeah, she's getting used to it, honestly, because the first shift I started was actually a night shift, so I was gone for four nights straight. And honestly, that was rough. That was rough on me, too. But, I mean, we got through it. Hmm. Like I said, it's like when we're together, those days we're off and we can spend time together, we try to make the most of it. I'm really happy for you, man. I, like... Thank you. That that means a lot. I can tell you're in a really good place. And I'm honestly, I'm glad to hear that you you found the same type of happiness. Sounds like... Sounds like you're happy where you are or where you're going yeah no that's for sure that's for sure I mean that's what we've been talking about since you know we're younger exactly exactly well man I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna switch over to these uh, lightning questions real quick and let you get back to your uh, get back to your day how's that sound alright sounds good alright uh, we kind of talked about this already, but we can go ahead and start with this. What's your favorite relaxation or self-care activity? 100% fishing. 
<laughs> for sure. 100% no questions asked. There's nothing like just either getting out on a boat or sitting on a pier and just watching the water, listening to the waves. It's like, that's just it. You, there's nothing else like it. I agree with you, man. Uh, what's your best book recommendation? My best book? Mm-hmm. Harry Potter. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Haven't heard that one yet. I love Man, it. I have not read a, a real book unless I had to since probably sixth grade AR reading. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, now that I do have more time where I can read, I do want to get back into reading. Okay. I just haven't, you know, gone that far yet to do it, but I want to. Okay. So, I mean, that, that might be the next thing I work on. Okay. Sounds good, man. And one person you want to thank for your journey thus far? One person I want to thank? Hannah. Oh, 100%. Man. She's the one that's been the outside of my family, honestly, especially my mom, my dad. She's been the most supportive of me making this big life change, going back to school, finding, helping me find this. She didn't really help me find the job, but she was supportive. Yeah. Whether, me, whether me preparing for my interview, helping me prepare my resume things like that yeah she she did what she could do which i mean this she doesn't know anything about this this career path so she could she helped where she could she practiced interview questions with me things like that yeah that's good man i love to but hear like, and like honestly she is she is the one that i always i tell her all the time it's like i did this not just for me but i did it for us and for her Cause she's the one that you know I want to be better for I feel that man I feel that well man I, I really hope that you have a great rest of your day and once again I thank you for being on the show yes sir it was my pleasure alright this has been another episode of Don't Be Coy with Uncle Lou as always I'd like to thank this episode's guest for a great conversation as well as thank you the listener for joining in Whether you're a first-time listener or a regular, I always appreciate your support. If you like today's episode and ever want to listen to more, subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And to join our community and access future bonus content, be sure to visit dbkpodcast.com.